If it's important to your church to reach people in 2024, you need to get serious about search engine optimization for your church. Because in the end, every person that finds your church on a search engine is someone that can visit your church and someone who can become a part of your church. And in this conversation, we're going to unpack some of the tips and tricks that we've picked up to optimize your church website to reach more people. Let's do this. You're listening to the Reach Right Podcast, the show dedicated to helping your church reach more people and grow. Well, hey guys, I'm Thomas. And I'm Ian. And today we're talking about essential SEO strategies for churches. Um, These are tips that we have found and implement for churches that will actually help your church see more visitors on your website, which will lead to more visitors on Sunday morning. And these are proven, tried and true We wanted to get some of these uh, details out here to you. The thing about SEO, too, is that it's changing all the time. The things that worked for us in 2017, 2016, uh, the things we did for SEO back then, it's you really that stuff is a waste of time nowadays. (laughs) The things we need to do now, I think, are um, are are just totally different. And we want to unpack some of those ideas, what we see working for churches to help you see more visitors on your website and therefore. Um, grow your church on Sunday mornings. Uh, that's yeah. what it's all about for us. Yeah. And I like, Thomas, that right off the bat, you're emphasizing that SEO is about not just getting more traffic on your website, but then in turn, more traffic into your church. Because I I like that we, not only is that what it really is all about and, and at the end of uh, everything that a church should be doing online is to try to engage people, but often I think SEO, it because of the technical sounding nature of it, uh, Maybe pastors, ministry leaders can forget at the end of the day that's something to help you reach more people. So I like yeah. that we're yeah. I think I mean that. like it, it's something we have to remind ourselves of, right? Because SEO yeah. is it's as funny as it sounds to say, SEO is about souls, right? That's what yeah. we're trying yeah. to to do. We're trying to reach more people. Uh, yep. We want to see more people hear the gospel message. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're exactly right. When you're getting into the weeds of yep. site speed optimization and keyword research and things, it's hard to remember that this, but it's very clear, like the proof is in the pudding. I yep. I know for, um, well, maybe I can't say for a fact, but I am highly like 99% confident that <laughs> the people that, that there are people that have become part of churches that I have pastored because of the SEO work that we did. Yep. And therefore, oh, yeah. I my faith leads me to believe that there'll be people in heaven because of SEO work, that they, their relationship started because of SEO work. I remember this. This is one of my favorite <laughs> things I would ever hear from people when I was pastoring in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I remember that I heard this over and over again. People would come to church and say something to the effect of, it was so weird. I was just searching for something like someone. I remember one girl specifically said, I was just searching for events in Madison this weekend and your church website came up and I figured like I should probably come and visit a church now that I'm here. And, and she wound up coming and uh, grew. She was a Christian already, but she wound up loving our church and becoming discipled and uh, just these kinds of stories happen over and over again. And I usually as a pastor would kind of like play dumb a little bit like, Oh, that's so weird (laughs) that that turned up for you when it was very (laughs) intentional that we were trying to um, attract people and get more people to see our content on the website (laughs) through SEO. So, uh, but before we get into the tips, Ian, I think maybe it's important that we spend a few seconds defining our terms. Um, So I want to hit two things. So first of all, if you're listening to this episode and maybe you're frustrated already because you don't know what SEO is, um, SEO, it means search engine optimization. So how do we optimize our website 
for Google specifically, but all search engines so that when people search for things like churches near me or yeah. youth groups in my city yeah. or even broader terms like um, homeless shelters or whatever ministries yeah. you may offer at your church, how do we make it so that our church and its best performing pages on our website show up when people do those searches? Um, yep. So there is absolutely science behind this. Uh, yep. And there is lots of competition uh, for these kinds of things. And when I say competition, the thing to remember is we're not necessarily competing with other churches. Really, in most cases, we're on the same team as them. Sure. But we're competing like one example that I've, I've seen actually work for one church is that they started to rank when people were searching for divorce and should I pursue divorce? And the people trying to rank for those terms are divorce attorneys that right. get money when people go through with divorce. And so when churches can rank for that and compete against lawyers yeah. and people yeah. trying to uh, encourage people towards divorce, what an amazing thing that is, right? So it's yeah. we're competing for these kinds of key terms when people are out there looking for them online. So that's what search engine optimization is. Yeah. Um, one other little caveat um, there's no way around this when it comes to search engine optimization. Um, the saying that content is king is very true. And just the fact is, without content on your website, I mean text content, actual words on your website, it is impossible to rank for anything when people are searching for it. So you need to find ways to consistently make new content on your website if you want to be serious about search engine optimization. Now, the good thing is that most of us as pastors and church leaders, we create new content every single week. We're writing sermons and yep. you can take those sermons and turn them into transcripts or maybe you already write a manuscript for your sermon. You can put that on your site and that will be kind of the the content that you need to, to build a foundation for search engine optimization. So a yeah. couple of caveats I wanted to get out of the way before we started, but... That's good. Um, yeah. Anything to add to those two, Ian? No, I think it's helpful. I, you know, I find, and, and as you know, I'm on the ground, talk to so many pastors that more pastors, ministry leaders are familiar with that term, but not everyone is yet. It is a technical yep. term. So that's uh, good to identify, Thomas, for sure, before we jump into the uh, specifics of it. Cool. Okay. We got that cleared up. So let's get into it. Uh, the first one we came up with is that um, in order to kind of the, the SEO strategy you need to focus on is utilizing keywords for search engines. You need to spend yeah. some time thinking about what are those keywords that people would be using when yeah. they're looking for an organization or a church like mine. And yeah. if you stop right at the front, like, and you say, well, they're probably searching for churches. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are. They're probably typing in church or churches or church in my city or church uh, church near me, those kinds of terms. Yes, that's absolutely something that you need to be cognizant of. That will be probably the best term for your right. website. Um, yeah. So you want to make sure you're optimized. And this is a mistake that I do see some churches make, especially churches that do not have the name church or the word church in their name. Right. So right. I, for years, pastored at a church called Hope Chapel, where yeah. we weren't called Hope Church, we were Hope Chapel. And so yeah. it would be a major mistake for a Hope Chapel to write the word chapel, chapel, chapel over the site, because right. very few people are searching for chapels right. near me. Right. And if they right. are, they're probably looking for a place to get married, not a place yeah. to visit this Sunday, right? That's so right. That's right. you want to make sure you're using that key term, but go beyond that. You want to do some research of like, what are some of those things that people might be searching for. So kids' 
ministries and youth programs and seniors ministries and worship services and some of yep. those kinds of terms. And you want to be using those on your site. Um, so yeah. we've done yeah. other podcast episodes. We can link to them in the description that talk all about some of the ways we recommend churches do keyword research. Uh, yeah. But you need to be thinking about the words you're using on your site. That's right. And one other thing, you covered all of that pretty much, but one other thing too is having, you know, con think of it as content too, right? Keywords are a part of content, like website right. content and copy. And having content that's of interest to people and, and, and of interest means that's what they're doing searches for. So it's a good thing to focus on and make sure you do your homework on uh, worth its weight in gold. So yeah, good stuff. other than that, next thing is optimize your church website. Well, what does that mean? Well, what it starts with is you want to evaluate your website, see if there's any missing pieces, any things, uh, that, anything uh, that you need to remove, but mostly optimizing, making sure that, you know, you have good images, video, those types of things. Um, adding a blog is something that we've always preached heavily on. Now, again, you have to count the cost when adding a blog because as we've said uh, over and over again, a blog will take commitment and continual yep. updating and, and work, but those things will optimize your website to also help you with SEO uh, as well. Yeah. When I think of optimization, I, I think especially on the speed side of yep, your site. that side too. Uh, yep. So that's a huge thing. Google comes out and says that this is one of the most important things. Um, if your site takes... Um, uh, you know, three or four seconds to load versus half a second to load. Right. Um, it's not just that people will get bored and move on. That is true. But also Google tells us they are going to demote your ranking if it takes too long for your stuff to load. And this is something that churches are notorious for because we do things like we put like our big event slider as the main image on your site. Uh, and those big yeah. images, we want to make yeah. sure they're high resolution and looking good and they take a long time to load. We do video backgrounds. We do a lot right. of those kinds of things. And they're all great. Like, well, not the event slider, but the video backgrounds right. are definitely great. <laughs> yeah. uh, and those can be good, but you just really have to make sure that you have it optimized so that it loads as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. With those video backgrounds, the way we always set them up is that we do something that's called lazy loading, where it'll start with an image. Uh, and then as you scroll down, you'll actually see more of it. It won't load the entire thing. And for the video backgrounds, it starts with just a still image. And then we really compress those heavily. Remember, they're just in the background. So it's not like it's the main video they're watching. We still want right. them to see the text, but they're catching what you see in those video backgrounds there. So yeah, yeah. optimizing no, is a big deal. Yeah, also uh, good hosting as well, uh, and not just the cheap hosting also provides good yeah. site speeds and load times too, so that's good. Yeah, uh, what's the next one, Thomas? There. Yeah, next one is engaging the uh, the online community, so you're engaging on there. Um, like, So what this probably looks like for most churches is when you post uh, sermons on your site, or uh, if you're posting blog posts, or you're in your social media channels, Make it a policy that everybody that comments, that you respond to them, you engage with them, and not just hitting a like button on their comment, actually give them feedback. And, you know, it, it could be something really simple. Usually you want to respond in kind. So if someone makes some kind of a, um, a, a funny quip, you want to give them maybe a quip back, a, a sarcastic response. Yeah. If someone puts an emoji, give them another emoji back. 
You know, so you want to respond in kind, typically. Yeah. The, the exception to that is if people are being really negative in the comments or maybe, yeah, you know, right. they, they write, that was the <laughs> worst effing sermon I ever heard in my life. The best solution with that is just hit the delete button. Don't don't yeah. leave that on your site. Don't feel right. like just because it'll increase engagement um, yeah. that you have to leave it. Uh, yeah. You want to delete those. But yeah, just basically when Google sees lots of comments, whether they be on social channels yeah or on your site itself and lots of interaction, that's a signal to Google that there is a lot of community that's forming around this organization and we yeah. should start to, you should start to see some rank increases when you do that. Yeah, it's interesting you say that for a website because I know uh, you and I, again, we've had church web experience for a very long time. There used to, it used to be a thing to have. Now, a blog is, this is perfect for the example you're using, right? Because people are commenting and you can respond, but uh, it used to be that, and I get this question still, this is why I'm asking this, Thomas, uh, would it be good for a church to have a prayer wall on their website for this kind of engagement? Would that help with SEO? Yeah, absolutely. I think a prayer wall yeah. is something that, I think that the challenge with prayer walls is yeah. that like getting enough critical mass for it to be something that isn't just, hey, one prayer every nine months right. get up, gets uploaded right. on there, right? Right. So if you can actually get the momentum behind it. And even small churches can do this, right? So yeah. a church of 75 people, like, you know, if if someone, you know, maybe uh, 10 people a month are posting yeah. some kind of prayer request on there, that yeah. starts to build some momentum on those things. But I have seen the other side of it where too many churches are kind of stuck in that, you know, there was one prayer request from back in 2021, and that's the last time it was used. That is a detriment to you. And I think Google probably picks up on that too, is that this used to be a thriving community and not anymore. So yep, something to, be, good. to think about. Good. No, I appreciate that response, Thomas. And the next one would be use local SEO. Well, what do we mean? What's the difference between that and what we're talking about? This is kind of... What we're referring to in this instance is kind of off-site SEO, meaning it's 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 somewhat tied to your website, but this is doing some SEO work that's not necessarily on your website, right? So this is there's local directories, there's online directories that where Google is looking for your a church's name, address, and phone number to be consistent on a monthly basis, and so this takes a little bit of work off of the website for is what we're referring to here, right, Thomas? Yeah, I think so. So one mm. of the biggest things is making sure you're in every directory that's available to you. Um, yeah. We do this as a service for churches. And I yeah. think right now we have something like 75 different directories that we wind up listing churches yeah. in to help boost their local SEO performance. I think yeah. another really big part of this, and again, this is also off your site, uh, yeah. is getting people to leave reviews on yeah. some of those Kind of uh, those sites like your, you know, Google reviews is the obvious one, but yeah. Facebook and Yelp even for churches. As yeah. strange as that sounds, um, think of this as something that churches, as a way of delivering testimonies yeah, in kind of a like a, a 2020s version of that. Uh, right. People can leave their testimonies and tell about what the, their experience at the church was and how it made them feel. Uh, and so getting those actually helps boost your local SEO. Now, to be clear, when we're talking about local SEO, we're talking about those 
links that are associated with Google Maps when you do a search. So yeah. typically yep. on a normal search, whether it be for churches or plumbers or whatever it is, yeah. anything that has a local intent where you're not just looking for an answer to a general question, Google will try to pick up on that. So I just got back from a trip to the Big Island and we looked over and over again for restaurants. And so um, I would type in something to the effect of um, breakfast place near me into yeah. Google. Yeah. And sometimes ads would pop up but then right below that was usually what we call the map pack. So it's like yep. three or four local restaurants tied to a map that Google thinks are the most important restaurants in my area for me to consider. Yeah. And then yeah. below that, you have the organic SEO searches. So for churches, local SEO, it might even be more important than organic SEO, I would say, just because so often people, when they're looking for a church, are looking yeah. for a physical place that they can go to. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, Brick and mortar really location. big. To, yeah. Those are the two things I would recommend. There's lots of other stuff you can do. Um, you want to make sure your Google business profile is really dialed in. But again, getting all your citations on those directory yeah. sites and making sure you have people leaving reviews from within your church, those two things will get you a huge leg up in that area. That's good. That's good. All right. Next one is integrate social media. This has really kind of the same effect as the one we just talked about, but you want to make sure that all of your social profiles, so your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, all those channels, that you have those pages, your channel pages or your main pages, you have those dialed in with your name, address, and phone number, yeah. and they're properly linked to your church's website. Because Google uses this as a signal for an organization to make sure that these are real people. One of the things that Google is looking for nowadays uh, is they're looking for something called your EAT score. So um, they, they want to rank pages and websites that have high, um, high EAT score. So it's your expertise, your mm -hmm. authority, uh, and your um, – uh, what's the T – I'm gonna not gonna remember what the T <laughs> is in the uh, eat score, uh, but it's your your technical ability basically. Yeah. It's it, basically what they're looking for is that they're looking for stuff that isn't written by AI bots, right? Yeah. So yeah. what this does <clears throat> is if you have it's a signal to to Google if you have a Facebook page and a YouTube page and you have Instagram pages and there's lots of activity on there and they link back to your website, that's a signal to them that these are real people, a real business, a real organization, yeah. a real church, and not just some bot-driven farm that's trying to you know, game our system with this here. So yeah. you want to make sure you're linking up with that. So I'm going to get back to you on what the T is in, uh, in, in <laughs> I Eat. I don't remember. It's going to be I'm eating gonna, at you. <laughs> I'm going to look <laughs> it up as you're, it as you're talking about... Uh, about integrating social media or the next one, if you didn't have anything yeah. else to add ne there. Next one actually is, uh, is, is backlinks, building backlinks. So, um, right. Yeah. That's the one. So, that's but, it. Yep. uh, yep. So building backlinks. So what is a backlink? Well, that is, think of it as kind of like an online friendship, right? So it means, uh, other organizations, and these could be other local organizations that are linking back to your website. And this is very valuable for SEO because the more <clears throat> other sites reference your website, if you will, the mm -hmm. more it's going to give you some search engine optimization juice. So, um, so these could be, um, you know, and I'm sure you'll know of some more, Thomas, but these could be other, you know, could be another local outreach organization your church has partnered with or has worked with, um, mm -hmm. another um, something local community service oriented, maybe a 
maybe a homeless shelter or something like that, or uh, just could be other ministry partnerships that you have yeah. to just make sure that they are referencing you for a local church if that's what if that's what you are. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. Let me let me pause there and say trustworthiness the is the T. Uh-huh. <laughs> so trustworthiness, and that's what I was getting at with the social media side of things. Yeah. Is it builds like it makes them feel like you're real. It's trustworthiness. That's right. So there it that's is. Right. Okay. All right. Now backlinks. Um, there is th- these are other than content. This is the second most important pillar, I guess, of search engine optimization is Google, no matter what they say, they are really focused on how many other people and what kind of other sites link back to you. Yeah. So I don't suspect that most average size churches really give any thought into this, right? And I, I get it. Like I, I didn't really put a lot of thought into backlinks and who was linking yeah. to us. It's nice to have if someone links to us and everything, but yeah. it really does make a big impact on your church. And so I think you're right. That's a couple of ideas like local ministry partners, yeah. um, other churches. Um, those are usually ways that you'll kind of build some backlinks. A couple of things that I think churches can do, anytime you have a guest speaker, they probably have some kind of a website, you know, whether it's their church yeah. website or yeah. um, their ministry, uh, parachurch ministry website, you know, in, to encourage them to maybe add their, the sermon that they preached to their website and link back to your church that way. That's an obvious kind of organic way to do these things here. Yeah. One thing, this is kind of strange, but um, one re- way is offering reviews. So yeah. um, I know that's something that we do at ReachRight, and I just kind of picked up on this. One of the interesting strategies is when I use a product, I'm always very quick to tell like directly tell the people that run that organization um, what I think of their product, especially if I really like it. Like, so uh, for a while we were using a company that helped us find writers, right? They helped us yeah. kind of connect with some people to help us write content here at ReachWrite for some of our clients. Uh, and I loved it. It was a great service. And I made a whole point of, hey, I just wanted to let you know, that I love your service. It's been fantastic for us. We've it's seen us, see, we gave them actual numbers of what kind of increase we saw in our business here. And they took that review and put it on their website, on their testimonials page, and they linked out and they said from Thomas at ReachRite, and they put a link to ReachRite, and that's another backlink that we have. So there's little things like this you can be doing and trying, and we don't really encourage churches to game the system. I don't think you should ever pay for backlinks and say, hey, I'll give you $50 if you (laughs) put a link to our site out there. That is something that is real. Um, We've tested some of the waters with that here at ReachRide. We're doing some tests right now with um, kind of, it's not quite as as simple as like, hey, here's $50 for you to put it on our site, but we're paying for maybe people to write content that reflects some of the things that we're doing there. And it can be very expensive. Uh, But anyway, those are just some ideas when it comes to building backlinks. I think for churches, just organically doing these kinds of things is probably your best bet. That's good. That's good. All right. Next one. Audit your website. Um, This is an important practice to be in uh, every, I'd say every year or so. You want to get into your church website and take a look at the content that you have on there and make sure that it is all kind of serving the right kind of purpose where we're kind of trying Mm. to go. This is especially true for all of your fixed pages. So your homepage, your about page, your ministries page, your giving page, all that stuff on your site. Make sure those are all functioning properly, taking a look at it, uh, and making sure that everything's working the way that you hope that it would. And 
um, yeah, making any kind of necessary course corrections. Uh, if you're looking for some kind of an audit, we do free audits for churches. Yep. So if you're looking for that, um, they can, you be hop onto our website. We'll yep. put a link down below where you can get a free audit, especially of your local SEO situation and some of those yeah. things, but also on your on-page SEO. But you want to mm -hmm. be looking at this at least maybe once a year and seeing like, hey, yeah. what are some areas that we can improve? Can we go back and, well, one, one thing you'll usually find is that this one page or this one sermon we did is getting like 50% of all of our traffic on our website. What did we do yeah. right here? Right. How can we build that so it gets even more traffic? And what can we learn from that one page yep. and apply it to other pages that we have on our site? That's one of the cool things you usually uncover when we do these kinds of audits here. So um, yeah. that's something that's good to that do. It's just a healthy thing to do too because I've, I've, yeah. I've come across... So many people that they just, you know, I, I ask questions about what they're doing or not doing on their website. And they're like, I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. Uh, you know, so it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's healthy to obviously just make sure that your site is performing well for you and also just make sure nothing is wrong. But like you said, see what you're doing well and build on that, but also see what's missing and what you're not doing well and, uh, and make sure that you implement that. Because even though you may not be looking at your website, 85% of new visitors will be, um, so uh, for sure. So you want to make sure it's healthy for that. And also, of, of course, all of that is leads to good SEO and being more visible to reach people too. So good. Well, the next one is uh, optimized for mobile. I think you'd think this is a no-brainer by now. I still come across so many websites that are not optimized well for mobile. Um, if you have not done this, you need to do it right away. Most browsing will be happening by way of mobile devices, but this is also important for SEO. Google knows mm -hmm. and other search engines know if your website is not optimized well for mobile. Um, and they're gonna give precedence to the websites that are optimized yep. well for, for mobile and give them a boost over yours. So making sure, uh, number one, that, that, uh, that your website is mobile responsive. Um, that is yes. the term for it, that, that it's gonna respond to any mobile device that it's being brought up on. And then I think in addition to that, there's still, even if you have checked that base, because most themes out there now are mobile responsive, yes. but you still may not be fully optimized for mobile. And, you know, depending on how your navigation is and how things are loading and, and how they're coming up on a phone or images missing on a phone compared to being seen on a desktop and, and so on and so forth. So healthy thing to do. Yeah, I think speed is the big thing for mobile optimization too. So obviously you want a responsive site that fits on a screen. They don't have to scroll yeah. left to right and those things. And you want them to be able to hold their phone vertically and be able to read with just a thumb, basically whatever you yeah. want to say. Uh, but beyond that, it's just a speed question. Um, yeah. The data seems to show that you know when people are on... Uh, not on Wi-Fi connections, but they're on just cellular connections. Their data is slower. So yeah. getting those images really optimized for the size screen that they're on so they're not too large, that's what we're talking about typically. So yeah. um, speed plays a big part. Um, but, that's good. All right, ninth and final uh, is you want to track and analyze your data. Yeah. Um, so we recommend that you take a look at... Um, 
two things. I think I'd encourage you primarily towards one. So the first one is Google Analytics. You want to use Google Analytics to kind of see your overall data. But when it comes to search engine optimization, the primary tool we use to measure uh, is going to be Google Search Console. And yeah. what this is, is it's just like, it's a lot like Google Analytics. It's just only traffic that's coming from search engines. Mm. Uh, so you want to be taking a look at this probably monthly, I would say, and seeing, hey, which pieces of content, again, are performing well, which ones aren't, which ones are losing traffic. Yeah. You know, and you're going to see all kinds of trends. You're going to notice that you know, your, uh, your Christmas message from last year does really good in the month of December. Um, you're going to notice that Easter stuff does good around Easter. But you'll see other things that you'll, you know, I, I find that a lot of times when churches talk about topics that are more controversial, um, whether yeah. they be women in ministry or LGBTQ yeah. issues or whatever it would be, that those kinds of sermons will tend to get more traffic and yeah. uh, that people are searching for this kind of content. They're looking for things in that area. So um, yeah, so you'll want to know this. I think this is important things to do. Not that you would necessarily let that dictate what your preaching calendar looks like. Right. We're going to preach about whatever's most controversial. Like right. we're not, we're not, we're different in that way. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's just helpful for us to know this. Like what are, what are people searching for? And yeah. if we realize that half of our people that are visiting our site come because they saw a message that we preached on yeah. uh, biblical marriage and what it means in 2024, yeah. well, you know, that's going to say something about how we ought to approach things in our in our new believers class and what we should be talking about here and so yeah. that kind of stuff. So th there's so much data. Um, I would definitely make sure you got things locked in with Google Search Console. It doesn't cost you anything. Neither does Google right. Analytics. Uh, really easy to install on most websites. But um, once you have that all connected there, uh, you'll really be able to start to measure what is working and what isn't when it comes to SEO. So, yeah, uh, all that's well said. The the only other thing I would add to that too is if you're taking all. I'm glad we ended with this one because if you're taking all these other steps to make sure that you're optimized for SEO and doing the best job, why wouldn't you want to measure the results? <laughs> so, especially if you're investing time and even finances into it, it's it's good to obviously measure and and track. You know what's working and what's not. So, yeah, yeah. So we have a ton of other resources on all this stuff here. Um, there, I, I think we've done podcasts and other videos on like just about every one of these different points that we mentioned. So, you know, we you do 184 podcast episodes. You start to get a lot of uh, this stuff has been out yeah. there. So, but uh, we wanted to update this. This is why we did it here in 2024. We wanted it to be something that is kind of the most up-to-date. And most of this, yeah. uh, there's a lot of resources we're going to link to down in the description here below. So if you want to take a look at any of these points deeper, chances are we have some content for you on that. Yeah. I'd recommend you take a look down there. If you do need any help in these areas, this is something that we do coach churches on all the time. We have services for churches that don't want to tackle it themselves. And if you're looking just for help on how to learn how to do it, we want to help you there. If you're looking for someone to just do it for you, we can help you there. Uh, so, uh, But the one resource I do want to highlight is on our site, we do have that audit. It's a local SEO audit to see where your church ranks. It's one of those points that we mentioned that you should be doing regularly. 
Yep. Take the time. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs right. us a little bit of money to run the report, actually. Yep. But we want to do it as a uh, as a blessing to churches out there. But Absolutely. just don't run 20 reports for no reason for all your friends <laughs> if they're not going to look at it. But uh, yeah, take advantage of that. Get that free report. Um, we, we do that as a service to churches. And um, if you're looking for some help at all, drop us a line. We'd be happy to help. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Um, let me finish by saying uh, drop us a comment. It does help with these search engine optimization right. algorithms. Uh, so drop us a comment. Hit the like button. Thanks for being a part of the Reach Right family, and we'll see you next time. See ya.